Hi everyone, this is Alan Forte. My message today is on the prodigal living. It's the third message in this series on the prodigal life. My scripture reference again is taken from the book of Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32. Today's message will focus on helping us to recognize when we're trying to tell God what to do. Starting with Luke chapter 15, verse 30, scripture says this to us. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed a fatted calf for him. Here's the situation. This was the older brother speaking to his father who was celebrating the return home of the younger son. The older brother was angry with this and here he was letting his father know as much. Remember now, prodigal living is a way of living and here the older son is saying to his father, Father, your way is not the right way. But he had it all wrong. His way would not be the right way. And here's why. Many of us can probably agree with him that his younger brother had squandered away his father's livelihood. That much is true and the facts supported that. But where this brother goes prodigal is the belief that his father should have done something different than celebrating his return. He was judging his brother's actions and he was judging his father's response against his own standard for what he thought is right and wrong. Judging happens when we do that. When we decide that what we believe is or should be done, but we don't have an objective standard by which to base our belief, we're using our feelings. But just the same, the father then is free to use his own feelings and his own standards for how he responds to the younger son. Sadly, I must admit that I've been guilty of this type living myself. It's an easy thing for us to do, but it's really difficult for us to see it when it's in us. We become offended when someone may appear to be let off the hook for something they do to us or to someone else. We become angry when it appears that someone escapes consequences for some behaviors that to us are offensive or warrant discipline or punishment or some type of corrective action. And we become bitter. Bitter because we believe that everyone should pay a price for the things that they do wrong, even when those wrongs may not directly impact us personally. Now, in many ways, we've become a society of sideline judges and people who are angry, easily offended and bitter, who try to police the wrong behaviors of everyone else by whatever means we can. Social media has actually emboldened this type of thinking and behavior as we push for consequences to happen to people around issues that we have no real knowledge of the facts or of the circumstances. Jesus warned the people long ago of this type of social behavior when he said to a crowd of people who challenged him about the law and the consequences for adultery. He said to them, He who is without sin among you, throw the first stone at her. Their judging nature is social media and Facebook-like language, we offer comments on the comments of people, people that we don't know, on issues that we don't know, and on facts that we don't know. Jesus was saying to us, don't put yourself higher than or try to live higher than the faults and failures that you see in others. We are not made better or stronger or superior by highlighting the faults of others. And tearing down others to their lowest, well, that only makes us lower. And elevating ourselves above the faults of others only reveals a different type of fault in us. And in all this, we are essentially telling God what to do and how to do things. 
When this is the way we live, we're saying that we want our ways to be his ways. Now, if this resonates with you, there are three things that you can do to make certain that you don't come to live the prodigal life of trying to tell God what to do and how to do things. First, learn to be merciful towards others. One day for sure, you're going to need some mercy yourself. Learn to be forgiving towards others, not condoning, but forgiving, because one day you'll need the forgiveness of someone. And learn to give and to live with grace, because one day you're going to need God's grace and perhaps the grace of someone else. It was right that the father celebrated the return of the younger son, because that son was dead, but now he was alive. He was lost, but he had been found. When we stop trying to tell God what to do and how he should do things, we could learn to see that God does everything with love, everything with grace, everything with mercy, and everything with forgiveness. And we might get more of our prayers answered, we might hear more of God's voice, and we might learn more of his ways. Yeah, I know you probably heard someone say that there's a consequence for everything we do. And if we and people are not held accountable, if there's no punishment or corrective actions for the things that people do, then they're likely to repeat those things. And worse, we may hold that no one should get away with doing something that's wrong, that another person, perhaps a less privileged person, pays a price for doing the same thing. But this type of thinking, well, it sounds like something that could come from a bitter, unmerciful, unforgiving, and a judging person. There is a great example of this type of prodigal thought in the book of Jonah. You probably know the story of Jonah and how he was swallowed up by a great fish. This happened because Jonah refused to obey God and to go to the city of Nineveh to warn the people there of their sinful lifestyle. Jonah judged that God would not likely punish the people for their behaviors, but rather he would give them grace and mercy. Jonah thought that the people should be made to suffer consequences for their sinful behaviors. He was unmerciful, unforgiving, bitter, and judging. So instead of going to Nineveh, he went in the opposite direction. Jonah was trying to tell God what to do and how to do things. The facts are, the people of Nineveh, well, guess what? They came to their senses, they stepped out of their sinful lifestyles and returned to be a certain people in the heart of God. And God relented and refrained from the, bringing the disaster that he had said he would bring upon the people. Why did he do this? Because the people were dead, but through their change of heart they became alive again. They were lost, but then they were found. God was loving and he showed mercy and grace toward those people. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We must learn to be careful that we don't live by the default, that everyone would have to pay something for the wrongs that they do, especially when those wrongs are against us. Instead, try to live obediently before the Lord in all that you are, and be careful to keep yourself from being the instrument to bring judgment to anyone because you could easily get that judgment wrong. I think it's a good idea to leave the work of judging to the Lord. It is easier for me to work on listening to him and to focus on living before others in a way that shows the work of the word 
has had his way in transforming me. Perhaps it would be better for us all that we didn't propose to do God's work, and instead we should try to show others that his work has been performed in our lives. Let's not be like Jonah. God knows how to be God better than we can tell him. Let's not be like the older brother and the son who became angry that his brother was given love and grace and mercy. The scripture says that the father told his oldest son that he was always with his father and that all the fathers had was his. Do you know what that means? Even though the younger son had squandered away his father's wealth, the dad was still saying to the older son, I still have enough for your needs, and that is always yours because you've always been with me. Listen, God has enough love to love you as if you're the only person to be loved. He has enough mercy to show towards you that you'll never need more mercy from anyone else, and he has enough grace that your cup of grace will always overflow. And guess what? He has enough forgiveness to take you from hell to heaven. All of this is yours when you stop telling him how to be your God and start learning how to be a better child of his.